Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Bertan Dania. In this week's episode, I'm excited to welcome Jamie Usher. Jamie is based in Melbourne, Australia. In 2010, Jamie lost 90% of his eyesight and remains legally blind with 10% of his vision. He spent the last 10 years dedicating himself to finding ways to better support people to build and maintain good mental health. Jamie is completing his psychology studies to fulfill his dream of becoming an accredited psychologist. He also provides one-on-one coaching for people online and in person. In this episode, Jamie shares his journey uh, after losing his vision and how he ended up on the path of finding his purpose. Losing his vision also allowed Jamie to see the healing he needed from his childhood experiences. He has found a passion for helping others get on their healing journey because of his own. Jamie also shares how he is driven. And despite having 10% of his vision, Jamie is still performing in school and thriving in his day-to-day life. People like Jamie are why I enjoy doing this podcast. Please find Jamie on Instagram at the underscore mind underscore tradey and online at www.themindtradey.com. And please leave a five-star review at the end of the episode. I would truly appreciate it. Jamie, welcome to the Easy Conversations podcast. Thank you for joining me today and wanting to have this discussion with me. I'm super excited about the conversation we're going to have today. But before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and let the listeners know a little bit about what it is that you do. Sure. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a real, real honor. Like it's whenever someone, especially uh, internationally, asks me to come on their podcast, it's uh, it's amazing. So thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, I guess what I do now is like uh, as I'm finishing my psych- psychology studies. So I just I just finished a pretty major part, which is my my fourth year, my my honors year. And now I'm applying for my masters that I've that I've got to do be, to become accredited. Accredited, so I'm still still a couple of years off being accredited psychologist. Uh, well, that's if I get in. I'm still applying. Uh, but so in the meantime, uh, I do coaching and counselling with people in person and online. Um, and that's yeah, that's kind of the stuff that I do at the moment. Plus, I work in a high school as well as a as a school counsellor. So that's what I'm doing at the moment while I'm completing my psychology studies. Very cool. And uh, just for the listeners, if they can't already tell by your accent, where are you based? So, I should have mentioned that as well. So I'm in, uh, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. So uh, cool. yeah, I've, I've been here all my life. Yeah. Okay. And and just to understand better, like, what was your, what were you doing before? What was your background? And what made you choose counseling? And why now? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, um, so I'm 38 now. So when I was when I was 26, I um, like I was I was running my own business. I was kickboxing in the ring. I was like bringing, living a completely different life to what I was doing now. Um, but then, uh, yeah, like I I lost most of my vision in a like a I guess what you call it a some kind of health condition. Um, and look, uh, so within about within about two months, I lost 90 percent of my vision. And I guess yeah, life really started to change. <laughs> started to change from that, and there was no like real, there was no like real uh, definitive cause of why it was happening. 
Like it was not like I'd, you know, I'd I'd hurt myself in some way. It wasn't like the, the wasn't like a, an absolutely uh, like a, a thing that I'd caused from say kickboxing or something like that. It mm-hmm. wasn't like that. They they couldn't necessarily understand why it was happening. So yeah, that was like uh, back and forth with specialists, and when we kind of found out that I ended up having this condition that for some reason when you're most mostly with males and mostly when you're around your mid twenties. This condition, which is like one in twenty-five thousand people um, can experience, your um, your your body or your brain decides to stop sending the amount of blood that it used to at one point to your optic nerves, and then your optic nerves stop working the same way. So I'm basically blind in one eye, and I've got about ten percent vision in my in my left. So um, that's that's what I rely on now. So I guess that that wasn't a decision that I'd made to to change being a, a tradesman or, you know, like change mm-hmm. what I was doing. It was just a, a thing that I had to do. Like I was in a really cool place with, um, with business. I wasn't necessarily as happy as what I could be looking back on it, but I was in a good position business wise, like my good money was coming in. I was getting more work, like things were building up and, you know, like I was, I was, I was happy in that way. But um, yeah, like for someone that can't read their tape measure, can't drive their car anymore, <laughs> So there was just no way I could run that run that business anymore. So so that was back in um, uh, where was that? But there was like twelve years ago now. So it was yeah. 20, 2010, later twenty ten. Um, and then there was like a, a eighteen month period, nearly two year period, where I was looking for work, um, like pretty strongly trying to find some kind of work. And then, you know, after say, particularly uh, after the first 12 months, I realized that I'm not, I'm just not going to find work mm-hmm. in something that is sustainable anymore. Like, you know, other than doing like, you know, pretty crappy jobs compared to what like my actual skill set is or at the, at the time, I'm like, I need to find something where vision isn't an issue, um, which is a weird, <laughs> a weird one to go. What, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> you know that that doesn't require me to have vision and then just just by chance i ended up doing like this um a bit of study in like a community development area as in like a, you know a, a studying to kind of help uh, communities in some way um particularly those in like lower socioeconomic areas and then i built i built up from there where i started working with younger people because someone suggested i should work with younger people mm-hmm. it was not was not a thing where i thought i would be good working with younger people it was just a thing that somebody had mentioned to me and then from there, after I'd done youth work for like maybe six to 12 months, um, like around the area where I live, uh, I said, oh, look, I want to take this a bit further. I want to be able to, I guess, go a bit deeper with the work that I'm doing with the, with the young people. And I guess yeah. I, I would have been the same way. So as a tradesman, I, if I had a way of getting better at what I could do, like if, I, if there was a way of learning and becoming more specialized in an area like I was doing that like um you know so I guess it's taking that mindset of like I want to I don't just want to be this like you know this average kind of worker I want to be as as good as I I can because that's when I find the most happiness I guess so yeah that's that's where I started doing psychology back in 2013 oh no I I had the idea back in 2013 but I started studying back in uh, in 2014 but for me to go to university was so like out there yeah <laughs> i'd never i'd literally never thought of it before plus in high school i was I w- in my like my year level i would have been one of the worst students ever and i'm like i'm not saying that lightly i was a really horrendous student in high school my mm-hmm. my up my upbringing my home life environment back in the day was you know d- did not allow for someone to be 
uh, well, me anyway, with my personality and, you know, my brain, I, I, I couldn't do school back in the day. Mm. And I, I finished like the like a year, year ten, which is I'm not sure what the equivalent is to, in to where where you are, but it's it's not exactly it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's not finishing it's not finishing school. So for me to even think about going to university is uh, was was really out there. And but even like to get in, I'm I'm like I'm lucky that I've got this thing where I'm like I I want this to happen and I'm gonna make it happen somehow. So I guess I I I, I guess I lack certain. Um, I lack certain uh, barriers that would normally prevent people from trying. Like yeah. when I get when I get something in my head, I'm like, no, I I, I need to make it happen. Um, which is, you know, I've, sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't. I guess, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's so that's where I started. So 20, 2014, I started studying psychology, which was just I reckon for the first two or three years, I still felt like a fish out of water, and then I. Started, <laughs> Oh, because I I started I, I studied part time, so like a yeah. three year a three year undergraduate degree, which I think you're you're studying psychology as well, or you did. Is that I right? am. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. So like um, a three year undergraduate degree turned into six years, and then I've just done my honors year, which was uh, eighteen months. So it's like a it's been like a eight or nine year kind of journey. Oh, yes, yeah, so it's twenty fourteen. So yeah, eight, eight year journey, and there's still another two and a half, nearly three years to go. So. That's kind of where it all started for me back back in then. That's where that transition started, um, and the transition wasn't a wasn't a deliberate move. It was like a there was an aspect of like I had no choice, mm. but there was also an aspect of like there's the the universe is definitely playing a part in this one. Like you know, like I wasn't supposed to be a tradesman anymore. I was supposed to be you know I guess working with people in in another in another way. So that's how that yeah. all started. Well. Thank you for sharing all that. There's uh, definitely a lot to unpack here. And I guess uh, we probably should go a little bit deeper. And the first question that comes to mind is, you know, with the vision impairment, how are you able to even do school? Well, uh, that's, that is a very good question. And you are the only person who has really asked me that, um, if, if, oh, particularly on podcasts. So that's, that's a good insight. Um, so I I do mostly most of the stuff that I do is audio, as in like I can get like a journal article, and my my iPad or my my phone or whatever it is, I can kind of take sections from it, and I can just read it read it to myself or like play it to myself. Uh, so that that's how I do. It. Or if it's like if it's like a snippets of like a paragraph, I can zoom in and read it as well. The the iPhone and iPad are really good for doing that kind of stuff. Um, even like say Word or Excel or whatever it is, they've got kind of relatively good um, audio functions and that kind of stuff now, which is yeah. which is really helpful. So yeah, for the past for the past eight years, I've been um, doing it that way. So the, and the ironic thing is, is that I'm like I was, I guess I was born a visual learner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like it it still takes me like maybe five times, maybe five to ten times of listening to something compared to if I was just to say read it once, you know, visually back in the day. So uh, just, but just getting around that, you just, you just learn that, you know, if, if um, particularly when something, if you're not getting something, cause some of the journal articles that we have to read are like, what the hell? Like, I, I, I guess I, I can read this, 
but I'm yep. not absorbing. I'm not absorbing any of it because I don't, you know, I don't understand it because of, for whatever reason, whether it's statistics or whether it, just something that's not really like a part of your interest area. But just I've just got to read it over and over and over and over, or listen to it over and over, and that's kind of how I do it. So, ninety-five percent of how I do it is comes all through through audio. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You mentioned that you know there's really no barriers for you, so so that's good in this case, but. You know, when people deal with adversity, and in your case, the visual impairment, what what kept you motivated in wanting to pursue this path? And and obviously, as you mentioned, it takes a lot longer for you to learn stuff than you would be able to learn naturally. And And if I were to put myself in your shoes, it would be frustrating, frustrating. Like, so what are you able to tell yourself or how are you able to get in these moments to to keep moving forward i think i think i'm really fortunate in a way that maybe maybe because of i guess certain things that maybe or certain experiences or certain environments that i was involved in um or i was you know like i had no choice to be involved in when i was younger i think there's a thing there that as an adult and i've got more of like uh, um, more power to control certain things now. I'm like, I spent a lot of my not, my life not being able to control certain environments or see what certain people did or how they acted for, you know, whether there was parents or step-parents or whatever it is. This is kind of me looking back on it now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah that I'm like, I had no power then, but I've got power now. And one of the things I can control is how much I value the things that I do and the things that I bring and, and how I how I act and how I live. And if I make a decision that I want to do something, I'm following it through. Like things, yes, like all the time have happened across, particularly say focusing on the last eight years, there's been just countless times where there's been, I guess, barriers that people have deliberately put up or not deliberately put up and I've had to get through, uh, whether it's working with teachers that just didn't understand or lecturers that didn't understand or just universities that didn't understand. But also on the other side of that, there's also been, teachers and lecturers and universities have been incredibly helpful. So there's been a good balance of barriers and no people mm -hmm. that have broken them down for me as well. But it's like, get, just getting back to your question, it's like, I've, I'm fortunate that when I can make a decision, like that's it, I'll make it like nothing. There's no, there's no faltering or oh, is this right or is this wrong? It's like, no, I've, I've switched on to that and I'm making, I'm, I'm following that through until it is completed. Um, so yes, the, I'm going to have frustrations in things like there's going to be, there's going to be things that annoy me and bring me down, but it's like my brain has switched on to, to this thing and I'm attaining it. And it's like, that doesn't matter really what happens in the way of that. I like, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. So I guess that's, that's the thing. It's like, of course there's going to be ups and downs in whatever mm -hmm. I'm trying to pursue, but that's, that's okay. It's not gonna like it, in the last eight years or so, I've never gone. I oh, know that's not what I want to do. I, well, I think when I first started, particularly doing the undergraduate degree, I knew I was going to finish it, but there was a, for the first four out of the six years, I, I wasn't going to pursue actually becoming a psychologist. I was just going to get a, a like a degree. Yeah. And then, and then I, I what, it, what it was, I got, I got a pretty, uh, like I got a decent mark in a really hard unit in a statistics unit. And I'm like, oh, actually, I think I can do this. It, it showed to prove to myself that if the more effort that I put in, the more focus that I put in, like that, it obviously equaled a better, better outcome. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? I do want to pursue going further. So I, I spent the last uh, last two years out of the six years uh, part-time 
um, doing better and working hard as hard as I can and get to get the marks to get into the into the into the honors. Yeah. Um, but um, so yeah, I, I probably went a little, little bit off track there. But basically, what it comes what it comes down to is just if I've if I've made a decision to do something, that's it. That work. Yeah. Nothing nothing's gonna kind of get in the way of me making that happen. If if there's a way, and if there's not necessarily a clear way, I'm gonna gonna hopefully make a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, that you mentioned that earlier and, you know, the fact that you said the universe has kind of be pulled you in this direction. And I find that very interesting. That's something I've been tapping into myself. But but often when we're met with resistance or barriers, we can often tell ourselves that, uh, that there's a lesson here uh, to learn and there's some sort of, you know, meaning deep down uh, that we need to take out of this. Is that your mindset, uh, obviously, because the fact that, you know, these barriers or restrictions haven't stopped you or limited you? Well, I, uh, yeah, look, uh, for someone, like people will often say, often say to me, like when they've, whether they're, whether they're younger kids that I work with or whether they're, they're, they're adults, it comes up a lot where they hear about my vision impairment and they'll say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And I'm like, I, I can understand that that's like what you yeah. you think that's that's a thing that I wouldn't not that I need to hear, but you feel sorry for me for some reason. But I'm like, this has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Now I I know that that's not a normal your average kind of outlook or mindset mm -hmm. on something like that. But what what started to happen to me was because of the because of the time, particularly in the first two years of me having my business impairment, I wasn't working, uh, and I was able to have this almost forced into time to re being able to reflect on all my other things that had happened to me in my life, the better that I started to see other things. So the more vision that I lost, the better that I started seeing things in my life, the better I saw my past, the better I saw my present, the better I saw my future. So like if, if that vision impairment didn't happen, I probably would have just remained as this angry, not angry as in like I was unhappy, but I had a really short fuse. I was mm -hmm. could get into fights all the time. I was just, you know, like I, I looked for, reasons to get angry you know like if this vision impairment didn't happen my you know i wouldn't have this, the life that i do now which is just amazing uh, uh, and a uh, and a, like a um a pers pers perspective and a mindset that is grateful grateful mm -hmm. for everything and i talk about this quite a lot is like yeah. grateful and and gratitude um not for when it's great but even for when there's it's it doesn't feel great because it's similar to what I was saying before. It's, I've, I've switched on and connected to something that is like there's lessons in everything. So if there's a lesson in everything, how can I complain about a bad day or what people call a bad day? Like it's, yeah. a, it's a tough day. It's a tough time. It's like, yes, it's tough. Yes, I can be brought down. Yes, I can be in not great moods. But I, like I know it's because of something. Either I'm supposed to learn a lesson or there's a pattern of my behavior that I'm unaware of that is causing me to be a certain way so look it's this whole experience has given me well it's brought out uh, a side of me that i'm like um yeah i guess i feel so fortunate fortunate mm -hmm. to have and then I, i'd like to share that with people because yeah you, we see we see it a lot you, you you would have experienced it a lot we see it every day like people that aren't happy with their lives people that don't want to be here anymore and i'm like well i am the complete opposite of that and i want to try and give you that that drive that will that energy like even just a little bit of mine so so yeah i guess that's um this whole thing has given me the been able to change my life around so i can um i don't know yeah see things in a way where i can support people in that way or try to anyway 
Yeah, yeah, no, and that's that's amazing, and and I appreciate that. And and you mentioned in the past you were a different person. So going through this experience, do you mind walking us through what change? Like, where did that gratitude come from? And and often when we go through these experiences, there's uh, we we experience humility, and and that's kind of what I've experienced. But obviously, with your situation, I want to get your thoughts and understand what um, what shifted for you. Okay, so look, so as I mentioned before, like this, the vision impairment happened when I was twenty six. Uh, when I was so at that time, I was uh, like, I guess I thought I was happy as I was probably as as happy as what I possibly could be with mm-hmm. the knowledge and the thoughts about myself and the world that I that I had and uh, but realistically I was an angry man uh who who hated himself I hated who I was um and I guess I I always had like a resilience like I was mm-hmm. always going to find another way and I was you know but I hated who I was the mm-hmm. outside world I was okay with like I like I'm I'm okay with you know with people I wasn't like resenting or I hated the world or hated people in it um it was just me I just disliked me but then this time that I was put into was I, I guess gave me gave me time to find out why that was it's like I also knew I had a um innate understanding that for some reason I didn't like who I was I I uh whether it was I guess maybe back in the day, I thought it was like a low self-esteem thing, but it was like on a nut, it was on another level. It was, it was like far deeper than that. I really did not like who I was back then. Well, I thought it was that I didn't like who I was. What it turned kind of turned out to be was that I thought that the world, people in the world didn't like me. Mm-hmm. People in the world were going to reject me and people in the world were going to maybe potentially abandon me and all this kind of stuff. So what, what this, uh, I guess there was two factors to it that originally, although I felt uh, okay about the vision impairment stuff, I, like I never had, I never had the thought saying why me. Like literally, yeah. have never had that thought saying why me, which I'm so fortunate about. But I did say to myself in the first few months when it was like pretty tough, uh, like oh, who's going to want me now? You know, how mm. am I going to find a partner now? And that kind of stuff. That's probably as, as bad as what I got for me in that kind of. I don't say negative aspect, but probably about as negative as, as what I got. Yeah. But what 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 it kind of gave me the time to do was to have to have a really good look at uh, at why why did I feel about myself this way? Why would someone who definitely shouldn't be feeling that way? I've never done anything to to not like myself, like in in any way. I'd only ever been a you know, a good a good person, a nice person, like you know. Well, there's been times where I wasn't always nice, but I mean, like, you know, I was I was kind when I should have been kind. I loved when I should have been loved, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Why why would I feel like that? And it just kind of led me to particularly look on childhood experiences um, and understand, like, why I didn't like myself. Like, mm-hmm. or as I mentioned before, why I thought other people didn't like me. Like, one, mm-hmm. what I've become to realise now is that particularly the like the emotional bond that we have with our parents or caregivers uh whether they're your parents or not but just say yeah. particularly with my parents so my my parents divorced uh, like six months prior to me being born so my mum was um um or three months prior to me um being born so my mum was six months pregnant 
and my dad left on her birthday which is obviously not a, not a nice thing to do but um like I, w I grew in into a world where i think maybe when i was one or two years old my mum had got a new partner who wasn't great who turned out to be a violent man and yeah. wasn't nice to people and then my my dad got a new partner who who wasn't very nice to us at all when their new kids came along when I was maybe two years old. So there was like in different households, there was so much stuff going on. So my dad had his own issues going on in, I guess, his, in, in his own brain that he hadn't pr probably worked out. And then the, there was the step, his his wife, which is our stepmom, and there was pretty horrendous treatment, emotional kind of neglect and and all that kind of stuff that we experienced and then there was like the physical violence on the other side and, and yeah. i had really taken on the protector role to my mum um which was like taking it on way too much yeah. like to the taking on to the point where i was you know trying to stop him being violent and i was just doing things i, sh I guess i shouldn't have i shouldn't have had to do that but right. I, I i guess um ultimately by me being a protector particularly in that in that environment was i was you know like if mum's okay well then i'm okay and you know that that kind of thing so that's just what we switch on to do in, in certain in you know in certain environments we just do what we need to do but yeah. i guess what what this these experiences and how i had to handle these experiences like i was a product of that environment yeah you know like as, as i've spoken to you before i spoke before it's like i'm going to find a way to be happy in life and back then my child brain was like, oh, well, I'm going to find a way to be happy. Um, you know, without, I wasn't probably having those conscious thoughts, but I'm going to find a way to try and manage my environment. And one of those ways was, okay, well, I'm going to try and stop the six foot four monster from hurting my mum. So then ultimately I'm okay. And that, which didn't really happen. He was still a monster and he still treated us bad. He got violent with me, he got violent mum, but I, but I still tried. Yeah. Um, but I guess what this what this kind of led me to be like was like I was a really hyperactive kid. I mm. went to bed till I was fourteen, going on nearly fifteen, which is really common for people in those environments. Um, I, I didn't think anything of myself at all for a whole variety of reasons. Probably because of things like like how is a teenage boy going to be confident if he's still yep. wetting the bed? If I'm still trying to hide the fact that I went to bed and and stuff like that, it was just like there was no no point in there really that would have led to anyone feeling good about themselves and i i socially isolated myself because i was I, I guess um or hid things from the world because i was scared if anyone was to find out whether well, i'd be i'd be ridiculed and ridiculed and shunned like which is so yeah. so common obviously you know like yeah. of course that of course that's going to happen and it's not like i uh you know my my because my dad on had his own things going on it's not like he could give us positive loving attention whether we were in that house or whether we were you know just out of that house and we were doing things with him with, with him on his own it was just it was just not going to happen and then my mum clearly had her own stuff going on her own demon she was fighting mm -hmm. um and, and like the physical kind of monster that was there as well like it wasn't like in it no real part or, or like a um for a sustained period period was there like a a positive loving comforting yeah. nurturing environment it was so tumultuous it was so up and down it was like but man like every single part of that was supposed to happen right it kind of led me to be in this position now and i think you know you so you take those take all those factors and then you take you know my personality my dna my the universe playing a part um 
all of it was supposed to happen, including the vision impairment for me to be able to, I guess, the way that I see it is all that stuff happened, the vision impairment happened, gave me time to, to you know, like process it all. And now I begin living a life to, I guess, support people that maybe have gone through those things. Right. And like right. I can help them create uh, a belief about themselves and about the world if they need it, that despite those environments, uh, well, let's let's help you process how that would have happened and how it had nothing to do with you, right? Uh, you know, and you know, and and how you can begin to feel better about yourself because it's like what I feel so passionate about in in you know working with people, whether it's um, whether it, I'm physically working with them as a client one on one or online, or whether I'm just making videos that people can listen to. Yeah. It's like because I grew up in a world that I guess. Uh, Forced me is the best word for me to use to think yeah. that I was a pretty shitty person, feeling that feeling that like um, one day people were going to reject me, um, and so like I, I speak about this a bit where I'm like, oh, like it comes up a lot, like a fear of rejection. Well, I didn't actually have a fear of rejection as a way of processing re uh, uh, rejection. What I did was I just believed people were going to reject me. I didn't I didn't fear it anymore. Really, mm. or I didn't fear it to the same extent because I'm just like, no, it's going to happen. So it's yeah, I've got a, like I'm not like scared. Scared. I'm just like, oh, they're going to reject me, which is crazy. But I guess yes. that's just that's just how I process it. So it's like I, I love working with people in that way. That kind of um, we can break down those those negative thought patterns, those beliefs that have clearly been you know created by environmental factors or even uh, in, including in that environmental factors you know the way they were treated the way they were loved or disrespected or not given attention to and then we can kind of work to see how none of that was their fault the parenting that they experienced yeah the, the um the environments they were in and all that but particularly the parents they parenting they experienced it's like particularly with me this is a big one for me to realize the only people that, or the only person that missed out from the the parenting that I experienced was them. Yeah. So I was, you know, and not just my parents, even my, you know, extended family have got, you know, it, it just got stuff going on. So they they um whether there's diagnosis on there in there or whatever they've got going on, but it's like, it's, so I'll give you an example. So I've got, I've got a seven year old daughter now who I love doing stuff with. I just love her, and we hug all the time. We've just got this loving environment, particularly. Yeah. My wife has helped me with this. We've, we've helped help me be yeah. able to see how, like, how easy it is just to love and ha like hug and kiss all the time. You know, like I never had that. Yeah. Anyway, and, and not just from my parents or the, you know the step parents or whatever, just from my extended family. It's the same kind yeah. of thing. It just doesn't really sit naturally in there. But that's that's just what I love to be able to work with people to go. Just because you didn't experience that doesn't mean you don't deserve that now. Doesn't yeah. mean you don't you don't give you don't deserve to give you that yourself that now like but if we grew up in a world that like particularly with our parents or particularly it can, i think it's it's been i think research kind of says if you've got one one good parent or not good i guess you know one loving parent even yeah then that can kind of really help you but mm -hmm. if if like if you've got you say you know two parents with both with stuff going on and they're separated and they've got partners got stuff going on. like it was it was just a perfect storm for someone that to not think much of themselves or fear fear rejection or whatever whatever it may believe in rejection all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, 
because of particularly because of this vision impairment i was able to process it and then go okay that wasn't my fault they had their own stuff going on and then i had like an aha moment where i'm like well imagine all those other people in this world that didn't get that vision impairment that didn't get that perspective or maybe that wouldn't maybe they did but they don't have that they don't have the i guess the i don't know the whatever it is yeah the awareness the emotional yeah. understanding whatever it may be or maybe they didn't have the childhood experiences that i did or whatever it is like um i i just think it's a perfect i say storm but i don't mean storm in a bad way but it's like this yeah. perfect thing that happened that yeah. was able to kind of transform me into the into someone with an understanding not just understanding for my own life but i like i do have like <laughs> i've lacked i've lacked confidence in my life yeah Person, personally but i don't like confidence professionally i can work really well with people to sit down with them and go you know what let's you know give me give me five minutes tell me about your story and we'll get a pretty good understanding pretty quickly it doesn't mean that i can just instantly help them but pretty right. quickly i can use my listening skills my empathy and all that and these aren't things that i've learned through my studies these are things that i've learned to be able to go i am giving you my heart at the moment and you're going to tell me your story. I want to hear everything. I'm not going to be any. I'm not going to be judgmental in any way. Obviously, I don't. Have, I don't even have to talk like this. You just get this from my energy of like, you know, like I want to hear everything, and I want to hear the nitty gritty. I want to like, you know, I, I love. I love that because it's like there's a, there's a little child in there mm -hmm. in most cases that is like that is scared that it thinks it's their fault. It thinks that they're no good all because of these experiences that they had no power to control. And yeah. I love I love getting down to that child just to be able to not so I could take them by the hand, but right. I guess they they can begin to you know take their child by the hand. And I know now I think people have spoken about this a lot, where it's like the inner child and all that. I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily talking like this. Uh, okay, maybe there is a in in an inner child, but what I'm what I'm focusing more on is those beliefs about the world that right. were have been created in that childhood time. So. Uh, it's uh, I, I've looked at it recently. So it's like uh, some people say between the ages zero and three. Some people say oh, birth, birth and three, birth and five, birth and seven. So it's like I'd say between the ages of birth and seven is where there's critical stages of development. Not just right. where it's phys crit uh, physically critical, but there's like belief systems or thoughts about ourselves and the world and other people created in that time. So imagine the amount of people that have in this world whether it was in say physical physically sexually abusive or emotionally abusive environments where they experienced certain things or even to the point where it's like no you didn't experience any of that but you just weren't given the loving nurturing and attention that a human deserves so you grew you've grown up in this environment where um as i said so it doesn't have to have been anything that was like obvious happened but you were just maybe a child that grew up on their own and mum right. had mum and dad had stuff going on or maybe mum and dad had their own kind of things going on where not like they were out all the time or but or maybe they were they weren't arguing but they just didn't give loving nurturing attention so then what you as a child and then teenager and an adult you grow up thinking that that's what you deserve you 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 i guess attract a partner which will even though you want more but you'll attract yeah. a partner that mimics mimics that those kind of relationships i'm like man i'm and i'm so fascinated by this stuff because it's like <laughs> what that can cause for people that don't understand like why that is happening and all that and we can talk about attachment theory and all that kind of stuff like i'm just so passionate and so fascinated about sharing this kind of information for people whether it's on a podcast or videos or speaking in person man i just 
I just like for someone who just used to be an ex tradesman who like, used to love fighting and all that kind of stuff. For me to be able to talk about this now, mate. How, how did I ever get into this? Because I just love it so much. And so as, you'd be the same way. Like, if, for anyone yeah. to undertake study in psychology, we obviously we have to have a love of this kind of stuff. But I'm like, man, I love this stuff so much. Just to yeah. be able to like for on whether it's for for my own sake, for there's fact, you know, work with other people. But it's just there's just so many interesting factors. But my yeah, my number one thing is that I I love working with people, and I actually personally I would think that most people's most people anyone that comes across me anyway most people's uh, i guess um points in their life that maybe they need to work on in some way would generally stem from things that have happened in their children most things yeah but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean everyone but i, I think i ca almost can't help but think about it that way because it's like if something just say if something happened and you were a teenager or even as an you know as an adult a couple of years ago whether it's a divorce whether it's a you know think something happened at work or whether, whatever it may be I actually think that things, belief systems or, you know, thought patterns even or behavior patterns that we created, particularly when we were younger, is actually preventing us from managing whatever this thing is that happened most recently. So it's like, even though it might have happened a couple of years ago or, you know, whatever it may be, I think it's working on that childhood stuff that can really help. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going back and talking to the inner child or anything like that, but there's certain forms of therapy that I really like. One of them is schema therapy. I'm not sure yep. if you – yeah, okay. Yep. I think it's much bigger in America than it is Australia. It's fairly – it's in an it's in its infancy here, but how that talks about, you know, like the, the maladaptive schemas yep. and all that kind of stuff, I just like – oh, man, I just love this stuff so much because every single person on this planet – could fit into one of those and it doesn't mean they're completely brought down by those but it's like you could to get a it's like i you know people like doing personality tests and all that kind of stuff i'm like no do this one do this because yeah. you're like do the do the uh the schema the schema tests and and see where maybe there's some things that are you know not so great in your life or some things to work on or at least like gives you some idea of where you might fit into these categories um because it's like it gives you it gives you like uh, ideas of where you could you know start making making some improvements now i just realized i've spoken a lot just then and probably didn't give you time to talk yeah. but it shows how passionate i am man I, yeah so uh, no, no so, worries at all yeah. <laughs> no no i love it so and it, it gives me a break too so so not an issue there but uh for listeners that are interested uh schema therapy is form of cbt uh if you want to look into it further but uh, I do agree with you. I think, uh, I mean, I also have a strong belief that a lot of our programming uh, obviously happens in childhood because those ages that you mentioned, whether it's seven or two, uh, we're so vulnerable as children. And it's such a critical age for development that, you know, something can be experienced as traumatic. And, and again, trauma is very relative and you can't really compare it to someone else's experience, all you can really compare it to is your own life, uh, lifetime. And, and if you've experienced something that you believe in comparison to, to your entire life was traumatic, that could stick with you. And often the smallest thing can happen for an individual that shapes their entire life pattern. And, and maybe you agree with it a little bit, but you know, from based on what you've shared and your own experience, is it, you know, it's probably fair to assume that you naturally gravitated towards youth originally because of uh, what you had gone through. 
Yeah, I guess that's that's a thing I just wasn't aware of. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just whether that was just a thing that like the universe was pushed me into going, uh, this is whether you like it or not, it's happening, or whether there was just like a like I I do just have this love of like working with people in those environments. A young person that is in an environment that have got they've got no power to be a part of, but like no no power to be like not a part of because that's just what they grew up in. Yeah, and I'm like, I love working with that because it's like, I'm, I, I wanna, I wanna help that kind of person that realize that just because they're in like a, an, I guess a negative environment or not so, you know, not so good environment doesn't mean that they're not good. But this is what people think. Like 99% of 99% of people that grow up in that environment would probably think that they're in a shitty environment. They're being treated bad. Well, they must be bad. Yeah, yeah, and I guess one of the things for me, and and I think we've talked about it a little bit here, but you've mentioned you've been able to pivot around and find ways around doing school but how have you been able to adapt to like everyday life to you know you mentioned you can't drive and and you know um like even with the school getting audiobooks and and journals but how are you adapting on a day-to-day basis and compensating for that vision and showing you know showing up as a a person functioning in society Yep, and that's yeah, that's a really good question too. So I think um, most of my life, or most of my day to day life now, like people wouldn't know. So like if I'm when, as I'm at work and I'm walking around, or I'm you know like um, walking home or going to school, like going to work or whatever, I'm in a cafe or whatever, getting like people wouldn't know because I guess my eyes don't necessarily, or sometimes they probably do, but most of the time I don't look like I can't see very well. So I'm just someone who like, you know, instead of drive, I, instead of driving, I, I walk everywhere or I get taxis or, um, you know, I still go to the gym. I still do wrestling. I still do jujitsu. I still jump on the trampoline as a, as a dad. It's like, you know, like nothing is going to stop me from being an active person in, yeah. in, the, in this world. I just, I just do it differently. Um, and I guess I still manage with the, the the small amount of vision that I've got to to be I guess as as active and as uh, I guess involved in this world as I as I possibly can. I just I just do it a little bit differently. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't I can't read, but I, I zoom in or I listen or um you know like I, I still you know make videos and edit on Instagram, <laughs> whatever it may be. It's like I, you just got to do it differently, and mm-hmm. it's um I, I guess it's that mindset that just I don't necessarily have to even think about it. It's just there. It's like, well, okay, I might not do it how everyone else does it, but I just, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to be an active participation in life to the fullest extent, at full extent. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to happen sometimes, but I know it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, like I, I would be like, I'll give you an example. So when I was finishing uh, doing the honours in psychology, yeah. that was taking 25 to 35 hours a week on top of my full-time job. Plus, I was doing the podcast, social media stuff. Plus, I was doing you know exercise and being a dad. It's like I still do most stuff than the average male human Australian <laughs> would do. So it's like yeah. I don't I don't lack in in anything there. I just I just do it differently. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. And again, you know, everything you've shared um, here has been very inspiring and and I hope I hope you know that that you're very inspiring especially you've been able to show up and, and the way you've been able to manage everything thank you I appreciate that yeah I think this one is relatively 
easy for me because I think this one covers for, for like everybody, like everybody on the planet. So it's like going back to what we're talking about, childhood stuff. You don't have to have experienced physical trauma, emotional trauma, whatever it may be. Mm. Like if you're, if you're, what doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, the way that we kind of grew up, some, some of the things that we that we, that might have happened we that we don't know that was great uh, that we didn't know that was great with it, it might have been really obvious that it wasn't great but it, like we're not always aware of that we're children we don't know what is happening might not be that great but it doesn't always necessarily matter for what happened back then but as an adult it's important for us to question everything mm. so if we want things in life but we're not achieving them why are we not achieving them why is there a discrepancy between who we actually are and what we what we actually want to be how we want to put ourselves out into the world yep. i think one of my one of my best i guess uh, pieces of advice for people is question everything a like question why this is question why you think this way question why you think you might not be able to do something when in fact you probably could why would you have fear about this why would you have anxiety about this there's probably so many things that have happened that we've just accepted in our brains ways of thinking ways of acting you know thinking about ourselves thinking we can't do this thing we're not good enough like particularly someone who thinks they're not good enough why mm. would you think you're not good enough what has really led you to believe that you're not good enough is it be is it is like a thought pattern that you created yourself by things that uh by doing things that you that, you know maybe aren't aren't that good or did somebody tell you or treat you in a certain way that led you to think as a child you weren't good enough and you just never questioned it i think it's like really important particularly for adults as i said maybe maybe when you're going through a big change in your life maybe when you're 30s or 40s you start to question certain things or you start to want more in different areas you know you're not going out partying anymore or yeah. whatever it is so i think that's where it really starts to happen so it's like you want to get more out of your life well think ask yourself why why would that be that i'm not getting that and i think particularly my passion one is my passion like to work with people on is that people, those that think they're not good enough because i could put my life on the fact that you not being good enough or having thoughts that you're not good enough we're not we're not thought patterns that you gave yourself either experiences in like experiences you had when you were younger your your child brain maybe processed it that way like we talk about schema uh, the scheme of it, you know, that's that's a, a way of we process information. I think this, there's always like there's always a way to Im improve things, close right. that gap between who we are and what we want to be in there and what we're actually putting out to the world. It's like question everything though. If you want more out of your life, question why 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 you're not getting it or why you're not actually putting more of who you are. Are you scared? What are you actually scared of? Are you are you scared in a child's brain? Or are you scared in an adult's brain that realistically could handle anything, but you fear the world because, like, you're 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 reverting back to that kind of old way of thinking? It's like I think it's so important. Question everything. Question why you don't think enough about yourself. You know this kind of stuff. It's so important. And so, like, mm -hmm. don't be scared. Like nothing, nothing in this planet will break you if you're if you're not willing to be broken. You know, like it's you can you can handle everything. Yeah. But a lot a lot of people. Um, a lot of people have this fear and a, a, I guess a thought pattern around fear. Yeah. Because that's, you know, when they first experience fear, maybe it was never, this, this has come up a bit in, in things that I've read recently about childhood stuff. It's like if fear when you were younger was never resolved, right. you then, you know, like it makes people really scared. It's like yeah. it's scared to, to take on things or because 
like to, to take on things and then have it not happen and then to come back to that base where they get nurture and loving if they didn't get if they never get that when they were younger it's 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 too scary for them to go out and try things in the world so i guess mm -hmm. actually that's a, that's another factor because i didn't get that i i don't know where my i guess my non-fear <laughs> was certain things comes comes from but i'm just so glad i've got that but yeah that's that's um that's the thing just question question everything and if you don't think enough about yourself really question why that might be yeah 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 i agree and and one of the analogies i've started to use is basically you know when when we live in fear we're essentially choosing to live our lives inside a box right we're limiting our life to this little box that we're living in and and the boundaries of this box are our fears and we limit our potential and our ability to experience this larger greater world that we could be if we were to question our fears and step outside of this box and until we don't we we don't fully realize our potential and the experience we can have with this world and um so yeah i think it's important to to be aware of that and not limit ourselves to these fears and and uh, create these barriers for ourselves but but yeah i'm also being mindful of your time here and i really appreciate you coming on and and having this vulnerable conversation with me and sharing so much but i guess for listeners that do want to get hold of you and and whether it's social media or find you online what are some ways they can do that um look yes i'm on i'm on instagram under the the mind trady the, there's my website which is the mind I guess TikTok and Facebook, um, but yeah, look, well, either website or, uh, or or Instagram is always a way to like message me on there or send me an email through my website, something like that. That's always easy, easy ways to connect. And, and very cool. And and I guess what's the uh, what what inspired you to come up with Mind Trady? What's what's the uh, the the motivation behind the Mind Trady? So the mind trading, um, oh yeah, just it's, it's weird how you kind of just get these things sometimes where they just intuitively be like, oh yeah, I, I quite like that name. But, um, but what it was, I guess, um, but yeah, being an ex tradesman who now works on, I guess, I built my own mind and constantly keep building my own mind, and you know, um, and that, that's that's what I, I guess I do with people as well. Like I, that's what on on Instagram, I. I call myself a mind building specialist and the reason why I said that is because when I was a glazier, when I was a tradesman who worked with glass and splashbacks and showers or whatever I was doing or mirrors, I called myself a um, like a, a frameless glass specialist and so I just, you know what, I'm, I'm a mind building specialist now <laughs> and so yeah, so that's where the mind trading comes in. So like I just build people's minds, I build my own mind and I'm constantly building mine and like I'll, I'll constantly uh, find ways to, to get the most out of myself or build a better foundation or sometimes you've even got to break down what you've previously built and start, yep. start building again. That's, that's okay. You know, that's, that's, but that's where the mind trading came out of. Hey, no worries. As I said, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure and definitely an honor. And I like, I always love the stuff that you put out. You and I have got like, we've clearly got a very um, similar passion for this yes. kind of stuff. And even if it means we're not physically working with someone, if the best thing we can do is like, I've got something I really want people to say. And you put videos out like, like I do. It's like, we've got, we have clearly got a uh, very similar passion. So I really appreciate your stuff as well. So uh, it's great to be able to connect with someone so similar. Thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. 
As always, please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section. I always love hearing from you. Thank you again and until next week.